Hello and welcome to another edition of Addition. I'm your host, Adi Adewusi. I'm a big tech product manager, a mathematician, futurist, tech optimist, artist, and creator. And I'm here every Wednesday and Friday bringing you some news, an update on the markets, career advice, as well as what I'm geeked out about this week. So before I get into today's episode, if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and click the thumbs up. Subscribe if you're not already subscribed. If you're listening on the podcast player, I would love if you left a five-star review. It helps support the show and bring awareness to it. And also, you can follow me on TikTok and Instagram, at Edition with Addie, Twitter, at Edition Pod, and you can email me, EditionPod at gmail.com. I would love to answer any of your career, market, or news questions. Okay, so let's start with the markets. Uh, they're not good. I was very sad to see that Bitcoin has gone down again. It is um, hovering at 19,786, down about 3% over the past seven days. Ethereum's at 1,088, down 5.88% over the past seven days. The S&P 500 is down 0.76% in the past five days. The NASDAQ is down 0.67% in the past five days. Not a great time for the markets. Um, looking forward to getting these earnings reports from the public companies so we can at least move in a direction. Right now, we're just kind of flat or going down. I want at least some industries or some companies to get a boost, like I, I'm really hoping for a turnaround here. Okay, so quickly, I'm just going to run through some hot topics. So first, the chaos that is Three Arrows Capital. Uh, Three Arrows Capital is in bankruptcy, liquidation. It was one of the biggest crypto hedge funds, and it turns out that they were making a lot of way too risky bets that weren't really hedged. And last week, people were thinking uh, the founders were on the run. Turns up they showed up on a Zoom call, but they didn't then they didn't have their video on and they were on mute the whole time. <sighs> There's it's it's just a lot. I will link in the show notes um, an article if you want to read more about what's going on with Three Arrows Capital and its founders. There's also Elon Musk pulling out or attempting to pull out of the Twitter deal. And Twitter is now suing Elon Musk. Uh, also, unrelated but kind of funny, Trump is now trolling Elon on Truth Social. So much to unpack there, but I am not talking about it on this podcast. But um, I will link some articles in the show notes for you to catch up on that story. Also, Meta is planning for layoffs, formerly known as Facebook. They're telling managers to look at their teams and find out and, and basically figure out who's the lowest performers. Seems like they're planning for major cuts. Google is going to slow hiring this year. Microsoft recently just laid off a thousand workers in their consulting org. TikTok is now com being competitive not only for social media and video, but also search. There's so many headwinds going on in the tech industry. And I would say this is good. This is good because the tech industry needs to evolve and it needs to innovate. And that's not going to happen if there isn't strong competition. 
So I'm glad that TikTok is forcing Meta and Google to innovate more. Um, YouTube Shorts, they recently shared a few months ago that they have over a billion users, um, which is their TikTok competitor. And Reels, I don't know about you guys, but when I'm on Instagram, almost all I see is Reels. I would say we have successfully pivoted social media to being video-based versus text-based or image-based, which I think is really cool. It's, if you follow me on TikTok, you know I'm, I'm into it. So, But oh my goodness, hard time to be a tech worker, hard time to be a worker in general right now. Things are really scary, especially for me. I'm in between jobs and I just saw this information that Google's slowing hiring and I'm literally about to start there. Like, it could not be more of a risky time for me to make a move, for anyone to make a move. But just like I personally invest, no matter what the market is doing, I'm going to make career moves no matter what's going on. Um, it's, it's irrelevant to me. Whatever's going on in the macro environment is not necessarily going to affect me in the micro environment. Okay. So let's move on to the career segment. So I got a question from someone on LinkedIn who works in finance for a tech company, and he wanted to know about what MarTech is, since that's my role. So my, my title at Google will be Marketing Technology Manager. My title at Microsoft was Marketing Technologist. Um, I consider myself a product manager because I build products products that they just happen to be MarTech, but MarTech is my field. It's my industry. It's what I do. So he wanted to know what is MarTech and whether he should pivot into market tech from finance. Okay. So I'll start by answering the first question. So marketing technology, technically it could be used for any kind of software that is used for marketing. So like Google ads, Facebook ads, I'm talking about the back end to like create the ad. I would consider that MarTech. I would consider um, anything that's automating messaging, whether it's SMS or email. Think about how many automated emails that you get. That's MarTech. Um, technology like, uh, like Zoom or GoToMeeting that enables webinars, I, I feel like you could also include that in marketing technology and honestly websites because so much of martech starts with someone going to a landing page and then you know filling out a form and going into um, your automated email flow i would consider that martech so but for the purpose of answering this questions i'm going to focus on automated messaging because in all of my mar marketing technology roles that has been um, my focus so as I mentioned briefly, so automated messaging, it can be email, it can be SMS. And if you're not in MarTech, it's almost like magic. You, you register for a webinar, you get a reminder email three days before you get a confirmation email when you log in. If you're shopping at, you know, a store and you sign up to get text updates for sales, it, it, it seems like magic, but behind that, there's systems and tools and people 
who are making that a seamless experience. And that is my world of MarTech. Um, so it's hard to, I, I would say it's so niche. It's MarTech is very niche because most people don't necessarily want to go into email marketing when they think about starting a career in marketing. I would say it, it MarTech used to be called email marketing and then it moved to marketing automation and now it's just called MarTech. I don't know why I think maybe to, um, give it a little bit more credibility because, um, you know, people see email as so basic, but marketing is email marketing is not only is it, um, the only free marketing that companies have, it's also incredibly complex, incredibly complex. So anyway, um, it's niche. So there are very few people that do MarTech, which is why I believe it's been a great career path for me. I fell into it, but I'm constantly getting reached out to by recruiters for marketing technology jobs because while it's a great career path to be in for job security, I will admit MarTech is the most, I, I can't imagine a job being more stressful than marketing technology because it's very um, time sensitive. Emails have to be, um, emails need to work on every single possible email platform and every possible device. They have to, you know, look good and, you know, look right. And you're also under pressure because these are generating demand for the company. You need to share like, you know, the, the reporting numbers and explain why your op email open rate is higher or lower this month versus last month. And you really don't know, like it's, it's a very stressful field to be in. It is, I will completely admit that. So, and you also need, I would say kind of table stakes to get into marketing technologies, to get your Marketo certified expert uh, certification. And that is a very hard exam because you basically need to understand Marketo inside and out. And if you work in Marketo now, you may think like, oh, I'll be fine. But there's so many parts of Marketo that you're likely not using that um, you and you need to know them for the exam. Like literally, they're going to ask what is column like what column is present in the analytics report? You know, it's so granular. So I, I feel like I'm not selling marketing technology very well, but um, it's, it's incredibly niche and, I, and it's so important. And I would say in the next 10 years, companies are going to realize or they don't already realize that their, their business kind of lives and dies on MarTech, which is crazy. But like, think about Amazon. What would Amazon be without the, um, well, first the advertising, right? That's a huge part of the Amazon experience. That's MarTech. Uh, confirmation emails. Uh, that like, if you did not know when your order was coming or delivered, and yes, technically you would see it in the app, but 
the email is really important too. Like you just, you just don't know. Like, I feel like we should do a day without MarTech where people in MarTech, you know, like take that day off and just to see what's, what would happen in the company without it. So it's critical. MarTech is critical. I say all that to say that it's critical. But should he pivot into MarTech from finance? So the reason why he was even thinking about pivoting is because he um, is bored of finance and wants to try something different. But in these times in tech, I actually believe that you should stay in your in the path that you already have experience in because it makes you way more attractive and valuable as an employee if you're a subject matter expert. So a subject matter expert is the will open so many doors for you. Like you may not necessarily have the experience, let's say for product management. I'll speak for myself. I had never been a product manager before, but because I had, I was a subject matter expert in marketing technology, marketing automation, I was able to get a product manager job because I just mentioned it's, it's very niche. Okay, so that is what I, that's MarTech. That's what I think about pivoting from MarTech to finance. I don't, I don't think it's specific to MarTech or pivot into MarTech from finance. It's not specific to MarTech. I wouldn't pivot. I wouldn't suggest anyone make a pivot right now. I would say stay in your field, uh, stay in your industry, switch jobs, sure. But in this, in this economy, people are not necessarily saying like, giving people chances like this, you know, we need, we need subject matter experts. Like we need people to know what they're doing and have experience in it. Okay. So what am I geeked out about this week? Honestly, so many things, but I have to talk about Botox and I, how I'm obsessed. So I just got it for the first time on Tuesday Thank you in advance to all the people who say I don't need it. I, I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, but I wanted it, and so I got it. I And this is why. So you may you actually should be getting Botox when you don't need it because you're, you basically freeze your, freeze your face at that point in time. And this is why you'll see like people in their early 20s getting something called baby Botox. Because it, it, when you literally have no wrinkles and you start getting Botox, you're not going to get new wrinkles because it prevents your face from moving in the way that causes wrinkles to happen. So the, what you do not want to do is walk in with a face full of wrinkles and say, hey, I want Botox. Okay, so I had, I had like... Um, forehead lines like when i would like raise my eyebrows you can still see them a little bit it takes like two weeks to kick in and it's been eight days and i also had like uh crow's feet which are honestly completely gone now um they those were the quickest things to go probably because the skin is so skin is so um shallow underneath your eyes and i also got frown lines like where you like go like this and you get lines right there. I can barely even make it um, because my face is getting frozen by Botox. Okay, um, and I'm so happy about this because one, ageism is real, okay? So I 
I have my five-year reunion from college, or I guess technically seven-year reunion this weekend. You can do the math, okay? I'm not, um, I'm not 22, okay? So I want to make sure that I still look young um, pretty much until I retire. Like, I want to look 18 until I'm 65. Um, and it's amazing how much younger I, I personally think I look. Like, my eyes look so much bigger after getting rid of the crow's feet. And I also don't have um, resting beep face because I can't frown. I You know, it's like I, I look like a happier person. And this this sounds like I'm being superficial right now, but being likable and approachable is so important in the workplace. And I already mentioned ageism is a thing. So I'm geeked out about Botox. I highly recommend it. If you're on the fence and thinking about it, just go do it. Because like I said, your face will be frozen um, at the time that you get Botox. So this was the perfect time for me to start. If you want to know how much it costs, so I got... 40 units in my face. They're $10 a unit. So it was $400 and no tax or anything. Um, and it would be like every three months. People on the internet say six months. I It's three months. Okay. So that is, that is a cost of, I'm not doing public math, but $400 every three months. That's the cost of Botox. Um, I know it's not cheap, but so is like a facelift is even more expensive. So, Hey, I'm doing Botox. Okay. Well, I hope you have a great rest of your day. I will see you on Friday. I will be sharing an interview with a senior engineering leader at Etsy. I've been saving this interview because he, um, we recorded the interview before he had started in his new position at Etsy. So I'm really excited to share that with you. And I will see you soon. Bye.